Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, check one, two, three. Is the audio working? If it isn't, I'm going to cry. Anyways, um... Welcome to episode 7 of season 2. Can't believe we made it here. Um, I've kind of shifted the posting schedule. That happens. Oh, anyways, I'm your host, Solji, Soldier Maya. Uh, thank you for being here today. Um, I think the title might have caught a lot of you off guard. I'm assuming there also might be some people that maybe don't usually listen that are clicking on this one just because it's, it's not, the title's not clickbait. The title's just genuinely what this is going to be about um and with that I do want to I don't know like not like trigger warning is the correct thing but like I will be talking about some like rougher things but through fully a positive lens um so if you've ever dealt with similar feelings or someone around you has um, dealt with similar feelings or thoughts or anything um i i hope that this episode will be um just beneficial in in even just the 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 concept of talking about things and and seeing them as a little bit less taboo and uh, a little bit more normalized um and if you are having any negative thoughts feelings anything then i'm uh, put some resources below in the description so please check those out um but anyways yeah let's just let's just get into this week's episode because there's a lot to talk about so something i have been quite open about um for a while is the fact that i struggle with adhd um struggle with <laughs> such a weird that's not how it's being like that's not how i should say it like how do i like i'm <laughs> like I'm diagnosed with ADHD like or like I don't know like ADHD is so weird because like literally like the D stands for disorder and I'm like that's so true because I am so disordered but it also makes it seem like so like kind of scary anyways what I'm trying to say is I've always been quite honest about um how I've how I have ADHD and how it affects my life and stuff and every single day I'm learning something new about myself basically okay deep breath let's get into it so the other day someone was asking me about my experience taking Ritalin and Adderall because I was kind of saying like oh I kind of want to get back on it like I don't know um but they were like oh yeah like have you ever had this feeling with it or that feeling or whatever and I was like I I felt like I really couldn't give an answer because every experience in my life has really been like clouded by a darkness or then it's been numbed by Lexapro, or then it's like where I am now, where like I'm not taking anything, but I'm kind of feeling everything. Um, and it kind of led me to wanting to do this episode, and I kind of wrote out like an outline for it. Um, just because I feel like I've never actually like tried to put into words 
um, the feelings that I've like really, it's really the past three years that I've started like acknowledging my feelings and dealing with them. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like a big step for me to write this down now. And once I was going through it, I realized like the reason I feel like I have to write this down is because there's not really like, I feel like I've never been able to relate to someone on this topic specifically. Um, so I just kind of, just kind of got into it. So realistically, I have never been able to describe my depression in words beyond the fact that I went years without seeing a single color and thinking that that was normal. Like, I... I laugh about it now because like I was genuinely gaslighting myself into believing that everyone felt like this, that everyone saw the world that I like the same way I saw it, which comes from a place of privilege as well. But um, I think it also came from the fact that I never wanted to be a victim of myself. So I really convinced myself that no matter how much pain I was feeling or how much like turmoil was going on in my little brain um that everyone just felt the same way similarly I'd convinced myself that you know uh everyone's parents fought the same way mine did or or stupid things like that where like I really I don't know I never never once in my life did I think that I like had a life different to everyone else or had feelings or experiences different to anyone else um never once in my life did I think that I was depressed because like surely if I was depressed I would have wanted to kill myself and the funny thing is is that I did I really I really did want to kill myself um but surprise I didn't so that's why we're making this podcast today um but no like even I mean I grew up in Finland which I don't know if it still is but at the time it was rated like best education system in the world so I was like going to like the best school and like having like the best classes when it came to health and and understanding of things like that and I remember I was like 13 or 14 years old sitting in health class you know we did like a whole section on what it means to be depressed, depression, anxiety, all these kind of things. And never once in my mind did I ever think that I related to what I was reading on the papers on what depression was. Because I think, I don't know how it is now in in schools and stuff, but for me at least, it was like, no, you look a certain way. You come from a certain level of privilege. Stuff like this doesn't affect you is kind of how it felt like it was being taught. So I never once thought that like the the thoughts and the feelings that I was having were in any way depression, which is so funny to look back on. Um, so that's another reason I kind of want to talk about this today because I I just feel like there's not like, I don't know, I feel like the discourse on mental health in general, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I, I find it weird so somehow by me talking about it in a very like mundane way might help someone, which is what I'm hoping for. Um, but in general, like I've, I've always been able to relate to people's experiences with depression um, and like really relate to people's you know things of like you can, you can do whatever you want and you can try and fix it and you can try and, and do all the best things in life, but it stays with you forever. 
Um, and that's true. It really n does never leave. I've also felt like I could always relate to people's um, experiences with Lexapro and other like SSRIs and stuff. Um, but I feel like there's like not a strong discourse on what it's like to want to die and still be alive, which like put in terms like that is like a little bit like a little bit intense to say, but like in the, ter in, in like the terms of like, yes, I'm still making an active decision every day to be happy. And yes, I still struggle with some to a lot of negative feelings given, given the day. Um, but generally I'm at a point where I can say that I have depression, but I'm not battling depression, if that makes sense. Um, which is really where this podcast begins because no one talks about life after you don't kill yourself. Um, so I really wanted to talk about that today. So like not to like have like the most like cliche metaphor or whatever here, like linking, but the thing is, I see colors now. I see them quite clearly, um, which is <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, but the, the thing is, when you start seeing colors, you also start living life at the speed everyone else is. Like, literally, the, the nausea of the Lexapro, like, hasn't even weared off yet. And, like, suddenly... I had to start making like real big life decisions. It was like, where are you going to study? Where are you going to work? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Like all of this. And you're like sitting there, like, first of all, numbed out, like wanting to puke because that's what <laughs> it's my personal reaction to Lexapro was. Um, but I had never considered these things. I had never considered what university degree I actually want to get the career I actually want to have or any of that. Um, because I just, I never thought I was going to make it past, past a certain age or past a certain part of my life. Um, and it really, yeah, it scared me a lot, but it, it felt like no one, like no one else was like talking about it. I was like, guys, I didn't think I was going to make it here. Now you're telling me that I have to like figure it out. Um, so that was like, number one big scary step because in the reality I was living in I hadn't considered a career and then suddenly life was moving my friends were close to graduating with a bachelor's degree um what did I have technically something more valuable than a degree I finally had a will to live um but that doesn't stop you from comparing yourself to your peers um because, like, you don't feel guidance. You feel like you're in this bubble where, like, suddenly you're like, holy shit, I feel happy for once. And I'm surrounded by all these amazing opportunities. And suddenly, like, everything is, like, the world is my oyster, basically. Except I've never been taught how to grasp onto opportunities. Does that make sense? Like, you don't feel any guidance when you're just still trying to catch up. Um, and I've learned now you know, that everyone, everyone feels like they're constantly catching up, even if you're happy. Okay. <laughs> but no, but it's true. Like everyone is always just 
chasing someone more successful and something that they look up to um, and thinking that they're not doing good enough. So I've really learned um, how to not compare myself to people. But like that first like year and a half after, that's all I did. All I did. Um, Because in reality, I never thought I would be successful. Like until now, like somehow there's like something in me that just convinced convinced myself that I'm like destined for greatness which I think take a shot because I think that's the first time I've said something positive in this episode but it's true like I I really didn't feel it until maybe a year ago and suddenly I just like had this like sudden feeling that I can and will be successful I still don't know in what but it just makes sense but like I had never had a positive feeling about the future like this um which showed me that, you know, life does get better. Basically, guys, this entire episode is just going to be me explaining how things do get better, okay? Or I'm going to try to. Anyways, life is crazy. You know, similarly to the concept that I had never, like, visioned myself being successful in a career or in, in anything, um, I also only in like the past six months realized that I could actually date someone this is interesting because do you guys have you guys watched the show married at first sight um great show if you haven't watched it but currently married at first sight Australia season like nine or ten is going on right now and one of the contestants on there her name is Lyndall and the reason she's on the show is she's in her like 30s now and had never thought about dating or getting married or anything because she has cystic fibrosis which if you know anything about cystic fibrosis it's basically like i don't want to say that it's like a death sentence because i feel like it's not i don't like it basically you are kind of told that you're not going to live past 40 most most cases um but now she's you know, been given this trial run of this amazing um, medicine and kind of has this new grasp on life. And I was like, oh my God, I relate to this so much. Not in the sense of signing up for a reality TV show where you marry someone you don't know, but in the respect of like, she like never had thought about dating as an option in her life because she had this timeline. And this timeline didn't align with most other people's timelines. Um, And that's how I always felt. I was like, what's the point in me putting effort into a relationship if there's not a point to it? Um, I think this also comes from not having a very great example of what a healthy relationship can be uh, in my in the younger years of my life. but yeah, I, I didn't realize until like the past six months that I could actually date someone. Doesn't mean that I have dated someone. Still need to do a lot of work on myself, my trauma, my confidence. But the mere idea of being in a relationship was like never something I thought I would have. Um, but this this like highlights a whole other thing beyond relationships. Like when you speak about health in general terms, you feel bad you seek help, you get help, and then you feel better. But like depression doesn't go away by like taking a NyQuil or five. 
trust me, I've tried. Um, so when you seek help for depression, you finally get prescribed an SSRI. You realize it doesn't fix everything. You feel a little helpless. And then you realize like, oh shit, like this is a lifelong kind of thing. And, you know, no matter how happy I feel for me to be in a relationship, I, I need to go through all the trauma. I need to build up in my confidence. I need to continue to wake up every morning and choose happiness above anything else because I, I, this is how I am. You know what I mean? The biggest lesson I really have learned after not killing myself is that every day, will be a battle um and for a long time I really hated that I really felt like a victim I was like why do I have to wake up every morning and take a stupid little happy pill that makes me feel like I'm in a chunder and like have to have to go through that like I was like why me for so long and then once you realize that you have no actual control in life and you can just like let go of those feelings that you maybe kind of I don't know. I think I got over that and then I got off medication and then I had to get over it and then I had to like get over a whole other hump where it's like it's not even the SSRIs aren't the thing here. It's it's the thing of having to wake up every morning and make a decision. Um And yeah, that's really been the biggest thing. Is like I I think that like I've gotten stuck in the like, what is wellness? What is choosing self-love? What is this? What is that? And I don't think that the discourse online has been helpful with that at all. Because to me, self-love is not meditating and drinking a green juice. You know what I mean? To me, self-love is taking a shower, is wanting to get out of bed is putting on clothes that I feel represent me outwardly. Um, it's a lot of these little things that I think feel very second nature. Second nature or first nature? It, like that feel automatic to a lot of people is what I realized are not automatic to me. Um, and that's like been the biggest take back of like being on this earth now is like okay if you're gonna be here you're gonna try and enjoy yourself so how do you enjoy yourself you you need to do these things in the morning and you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to do a lot of work on your confidence and your ability to be around people to speak to people to build connections with people whether they're friendship relationships or romantic relationships because this is something you never thought you were going to have. And now suddenly it's here on a silver tray for you. So, and if you don't take advantage of it, guess what? You're going to slip back into a little little dark place and not want to come out. I don't know why this like stuck with me, but it has. And looking back on it, it's so funny if you like know my sister at all. Um... I think at one point when I was like 17 or 18, like really going through it, um, then she turned to me one day and she was like, Maya, maybe the reason you're so depressed and so sad all the time is because you listen to the saddest fucking music. And at the time I was like, 
Um, this is like Corbin and Salem and like Lil Peep. Like you don't know anything about music. Like, <laughs> like how? Like this is not affecting me in any way. When in reality, yeah, listening to Star Shopping by Lil Peep on repeat maybe wasn't helping the serotonin boosters in my brain. You know what I mean? But at the time, I was like, so just like, ugh, whatever. And now, now on the other side, like, how do we call this? Like, now that I'm in a better place. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am very hyper aware of my consumption patterns of like what I consume um when it comes to like all of the senses um for music you know I still love my like weird depressing like strange music because there's such a like place in my heart for a time in my life when that's the music I would listen to but I am a lot more aware of the effect that music has on me and my mood and my feelings that I was like holy shit does did everyone just know this and not me I was like did <laughs> is this like common knowledge which I still don't know is this common knowledge like I know that we make jokes all the time where it's like I'm sad I'm gonna listen to this but like when you get into a hole it's hard to get out of it you know what I mean um but yeah with music it's like have you seen those like TikToks that are like Christian people that are like I only listen to music made by, like, God-fearing artists. Like, I will not put that, like, demonic Illuminati music in me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they sound ridiculous, but at the same time, like, they kind of have a point. I'm like, hmm, points were made. Maybe I should only listen to, like, gospel music because I feel like, you know, what you put in is what you get out. Um, but no. I just am a little bit more hyper aware of like if I'm genuinely like not in a like a happy mindset that day then I'll go out of my way to like try and listen to some like uplifting music or like something a little bit more like up tempo instead of just like a sad fucking Lana Del Rey song you know what I mean but like consumption and everything like consumption in the media that I consume I've realized that for me personally I can't it's it's very difficult for me to read bad news which I know is like okay I'm 22 I need to be like aware of what's going on in the world and I want to be aware of what's going on in the world but there are some things that I genuinely just cannot consume because I know that I will fall back into this like mode of like whatever 
because that's the thing depression is very much internal but it's affected by external things so if there's a lot of bad things happening around you and you're a person that's prone to depression or depressive episodes you're gonna sink metaphorically hypothet metaphorically is the word i'm looking for it's true um so like i like can't really consume all the like the like the utah murder thing can't consume any of that i think that's terrifying and makes me sad um anything about any wars going around obviously i'm informed on them because should affect my life but i just i can't i don't want to say indulge because i feel like i think in some media like news media people indulge in it and i just i can't do that i cannot do that for my own good um oh my god the food i consume I get so happy when there's like a pretty looking thing, like piece of food in front of me. Does anyone like, is that, I think that's again, like a normal thing, but for some reason I just never had that before. And now I'm very excited by things around me. Like like, guys, I feel like I'm a new woman. In the past three years, I have learned so many things that I feel like everyone kind of knew. I feel stupid. Is it, like, stupid for me to be like, yeah, guys, sad songs make you feel sad. But it's, like, in my life, like, that was never a thing. Like, I was so, like, that's the the thing with depression. Like I said earlier, it's, like, I hadn't seen colors. But, like, you have such a, like, morphed sense of reality that, like, when you get out of it, you're, like, I can't believe I was that person. I can't believe that, like, that I ever had those thoughts, that I ever had those feelings because it feels so disconnected from the person I am now um but at the same time I really need to like honor and respect that person that I was because although I can't maybe associate myself to it now it's still a part of who I was and a part of my journey which you know I guess we have to like like all parts of ourselves actually we don't that's a lie (laughs) But in in the sense of, like, confidence-wise, like, I need to be able to look back at photos of myself from three years ago and be like, look, I don't like who that person was, but I can recognize it and I can grow from it. Does that make sense? Anyways. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it would just, I need to be so hyper-aware of the things I'm, I'm consuming because the outside world really does affect your inside world um which is something that I again like I've had to teach myself because it's so easy to slip back into really negative habits that um really affect you negatively and we can okay let's spiral into this quickly because the the other thing that I never realized when I was in my depression was how much it was hurting the people around me Guys, I think this is the point of the podcast where, like, the tears actually start coming in my eyes. Um, okay, let's take a pause. Basically, what I'm trying to say is depression is very selfish because it makes you look so inward and hate so much about yourself and, and the position that you're in that you forget that there's people around you like it's tunnel vision you you don't realize that there's 
a family that cares about you, that you have friends that care about you, that there's all these people that care about you and you don't realize how much you're hurting them through your actions. Um, and I think that's been the most kind of like difficult thing for me is that I like never understood that. I never understood that like by me being sad, it was making other people sad. I was like, well, fuck you. Like I, I you get so almost, you, I got very angry in my depression and I got very, very aggressive towards people that really just wanted the best for me. And that's something that I've had to deal with and like learn from and really build up um, an understanding of what it means to, you know, build and nurture relationships with people um, outside of the terms of, of them being worried for me and my well-being. Uh, because that's, you know, you never want someone to be worried about you. You never want someone to think that you're going to hurt yourself or do something like that. And once you can switch your brain into that, then you really start realizing how fucked up your previous, you know, ideas and thoughts were. Um, but it still, it still doesn't make the shift over easy. But yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like you are so selfish when you're depressed, which is like, okay, obviously, like your friends and family realize that you're depressed, like they're not blaming you for it. Hopefully, thank God. Thank God. God, God be, I shouldn't be talking about God on the podcast. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that like, you know, you're very blessed to have understanding people around you, but that doesn't mean that you're kind of like off the hook from like having to rebuild a lot of relationships and um, take a lot of accountability for things that you did when you were in said bad place. And another thing that I'm really still working on, I mean, I think the biggest conclusion here is that when you get out of a depression, I hate saying that I'm, I don't like that I'm saying getting out. Once you glow up. <laughs> No, but like when you, when you get out of it, at least partially, the biggest thing you really need to work on is your confidence. Because for me, I like take this podcast, for example, I still can't believe that people listen to it because in my world view, I don't have enough value for you to be listening to it. You know what I mean? You know, there's certain guys relationships I've had in the past or something like that where I've been like you are so cool why are you even talking to me because I don't see I don't I've never had that high value on myself I never thought I was gonna be successful like I never thought any of this so you know when I make new friends I I it takes me a long time to build a trust and a and a kind of confidence in that friendship because I don't see why someone would want to be friends with me I don't see why anyone would be interested in consuming anything that I do, which is a weird thing for someone to say when they have a podcast and like make like seven TikToks a day, because I think that a lot of people think that like to be able to, to be a air quotes creator in a sorts, you need to have this like kind of morphed sense that people want to consume what you're doing, but I don't have that. 
I like I'm still shocked when people like message me being like hey I don't know you but I look up to you or this and that like I to me that's really been like the strangest thing is like to realize that people like me and to realize that people like being around me and that that like people I don't know like how do I it's I hate saying it out loud because that means that my insecurities are still there and that I need to work on my confidence a lot that's the reality of this podcast episode that it's me realizing that like it's constant work that I should be doing but um yeah I can't believe people like me it's actually fucked up to say out loud but I mean like I get it I, I get it but at the same time I don't I have th- I have good days and I have bad days I have days where I'm like I am a fucking superstar everyone should follow me on TikTok and then I have other days where I'm just like how is this even real life like why is it that like why me kind of um but I think it's really important to shift out of that mentality and realize that it's like you are a valuable person because again the second you start doubting that is when you sink down um Yeah, I have one more thing I want to talk about and then we'll get into the outro. I know, I think this episode's getting long. The last thing I want to discuss is how my relationship to creativity and creation and everything that I do in this world has like really shifted. Um, Because I still have these moments where I feel like sadness is still the only valid feeling that I have. And when I create things based on comedy, which I love doing, or happiness, or feelings of excitement or anything, I just feel like they're not valuable or valid in any way. And that's just like, it's genuinely not fair to myself. Um, But like growing up, happiness was, it was never a valid feeling for me. So when I try and create, which I which whatever I do create, I I speak of myself as a creator in the terms of this podcast I create, but I do a lot of art and a lot of writing and a lot of, a lot of things that you don't see that maybe one day I'll start putting out there. It's very deeply based on my emotions and my personal experiences. So often I don't like something if it's not dug up from one of my darkest places because to me sadness has always only been the valid feeling and especially when it comes to relation to art and everything then I've never been I've never created something out of joy I've never created something out of out of feelings of happiness it's always been a reaction to a negative feeling or a negative thought, or, or something bad that's happened. So I'm really trying to, I brought this up to my friend, a friend of mine recently, about how I feel like, you know, the, the I, uh, like, that certain things, like, I've never been able to find balance in the feelings that I have, because it's always been one overpowering the other, because I feel like I can't be sad, and happy, and funny, and excited, and all of these things all at once and the one that's always overtaken all the other feelings is the sadness so when I create things with a sense of humor or 
when I create the podcast and I do a funny episode instead of a deep one like this week's, this one to me is a lot more valid than any other podcast episode I've ever done because it's, I feel like it's creating value, not only for myself, but hopefully for the listener. And for some reason, when I tell a joke or, you know, do a little personality post, I feel like it's not as valuable as this that I'm doing right now, even though I know that they're fully comparable because all the shit that comes out of this this one and only mouth of mine is going to be held at the same standard in a sense in the public in the public opinion i think um but so that's something i really have to rework is that like you know i don't have to slit my wrists and bleed for what i do and create to be seen as high value Um, and when you are a person that loves to create, then again, this is how you, you know, it's, it's how musicians almost search for heartbreak to be able to write their next big song. That's how I feel. Like I search for it in myself to really feel some deep, dark feelings, just that I'm able to write in my fucking moleskin, which is not how it should be. Um... So yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't know. I just fully took like 30 minutes off from recording those last clips because I was like, I don't know how to record an outro when it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I think I, um, you know, you always second guess yourself when you talk about things like this publicly because you don't want people to take it the wrong way, but also you don't want people to look at you differently when they know more about you. Um... But my main goal that I said with this episode is to just um, speak from my experience because I have feel like I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, you know, seeing colors again and like really getting back into a little bit of normalcy in life. And I wanted to talk about it because it's something that I've been going through in the past three years of, of finding help, getting help. But then how do you continue in life without, you know, someone holding your hand the entire way? Um, So yeah, this was really important for me to also just talk about for myself um, and to really put onto the universe that I am really looking for balance and for kind of like this like mundane energy in my life. I think the other, I mean, I didn't really talk about this in the episode now, but the reason I'm not on Lexapro anymore is because I hated the way it made me feel because I didn't feel like any high highs from it. And I realized I really need those. Um, so instead of being medicated, I've gone the route of implementing things into my life so that I don't get the low lows and I still get to feel the high highs. Um, but that's a whole other thing that, you know, I'm not here to give advice on. Um, but that I, I'm really seeking mundane normalcy at times, you know, it's like, it's, it's that I want to make breakfast and go for a walk and go to class and come home and make dinner and go to bed. Um, do I feel like that every day? No. Some days I'm really seeking some like really fucked up energy in my life. Like some, I need some crazy shit to happen. But in reality, the fact that I can enjoy doing dishes and enjoy putting my sheets on my bed and everything is really like a positive sign in my life. 
Um, and I'm really grateful that I've been able to get to this point, um, over the past couple years, but, um, yeah, you know, those aren't the interesting things to talk about. It's more about, you know, relationships, my feelings towards, you know, what's the right thing to do as a almost 23 year old in society and everything. But anyways, I hope that this, someone can relate to this in a certain way of like trying to find your, your little peace in society after, after feeling like you're not going to be in society. Um, or if you have anyone around you that has depression, I hope that this can help you relate to them or understand them better in any way. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening. Like genuinely, thank you for listening to the words that I have, especially this week. Um, and thank you for always supporting me. A lot of you guys that have listened to the podcast have been following me for the past three years when I've been going on this growth journey of, of reconfiguring everything in my life. Um, and so I'm really thankful that people have stuck around and the feedback that I've gotten that people can see a change in me. And that's something that's always a very nice feeling to have. So thank you. Um, I love you. Follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at Soldier Maya. Follow the podcast at Mooder Vibe Pod on Instagram. Rate this five stars. Write a review if you're listening on Apple. Share it with your friends. Specifically this episode. If you think that it'll be helpful for someone, please share it with them. Um, and yeah, I love you. Thank you. Enjoy your week. And I'll talk to you next week. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.